Welcome to Stirring Words, where health and fitness experts Kim Taylor and Judy Ulrey explore God's wisdom on wellness. Listen in now on their weekly phone conversation. Miss Kimberly. Hey, Judy. Girl, I am so excited because you are on the hot seat today. Well, well, well. Let me just tell, tell, tell. I got a little nudge in my spirit. And some might call it conviction. I'll just call it a nudge. All right. And I just felt that I needed to do a PS to the amazing session that you led us through the past several weeks on spiritual warfare and weight loss. And for the past two weeks, you and I have been discussing how we can fuel our fitness success and all of the things that we try to do in the flesh with the transformational power of both God's Word and prayer. Mm -hmm. And if anybody missed those, Kim just knocked it out of the park through the spirit in doing an entire series on how Satan tries to knock us down in weight loss and the tools and the armor of God that you can use to just really assure success. So go back and listen to that entire series. And so last week, Kim, you said that last week was the end of that series. And then, but God, (laughs) but God gave Judas a little nudge in my spirit. Mm. So with your permission, I'm going to lead a little PS to that series. If you want to open us in prayer, that would be fab. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear what the Lord has to open up for us today. So Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we are hungry. And your people are hungry for more and more of your word because your word truly does bring light into dark situations. We thank you that you have given us your word as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. So we want to continually walk in the light as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is in the light. So thank you so much, Lord, for gathering us together once again around your word and seeking understanding. Because we know that we don't want to be just readers of the word or hearers of the word, but we want to have the understanding so that we can do what your word says. So we thank you so much, Lord, that you are opening up your word by your Holy Spirit and that in all of our getting, we get understanding because that is what we're hungry for. We can read all we want to, Lord, but until we have that understanding, of what it means and how to apply it and how relevant it is to our lives, then we can't apply the word, and that's what we want to do. So, Father, we pray for our listeners on today that they clear their minds, clear their heart, and have their ears attentive to what your Holy Spirit has to say to the church at this hour. We thank you, Lord. Be glorified in our Lord and Savior, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, sister. Thank you so much. For any of you listening, if you read my book that we discussed first quarter 2021, you know that my besetting sin, sin plural, are judgment and anger. So today's session, Kim, is going to be 
part confession and part exhortation. We're going to start by focusing on James 1, verses 19 through 27. But instead of reading that passage all at once, we're going to break it into sections. So would you please, Miss Kimberly, read James 1, just 19 through 21? Yes, yes, happy to. James chapter 1, 19 through 21. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear. Ah, one of my favorites. Quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. This passage knocks me to my knees, and I'm just, like I said, this is part confession and part exhortation. So when I'm in a situation when I'm not getting my way, little Miss Bratty Pants is slow to listen, quick to speak, normally not particularly kind, and quick to anger. My underlying pride-filled, all-about-me thinking is, how dare you be loud? How dare you inconvenience me? How dare you be late? How dare you, how dare you? And I wrote an entire book about this and still struggle with it. And I'm pretty sure that everyone listening right now also has some besetting sins. And you know what, folks? It's hard to believe, but I think Miss Kim has some too. But she oh, girl, no, you didn't. <laughs> so, in fact, anyone listening, let's call it, folks, who tends toward unhealthy food choices, or absolutely abhors exercise, in those times of humility, when you come before the Lord, you will likely admit to prideful moments also. For example, I want that cookie. I want that brownie. I don't want to exercise. I want that fill-in-the-blank, and I want it now. You know, we all have a brat. Yeah. So for all of us, James 121 is our only salvation. The implanted word which is able to save your soul. It is God's holy word through the power of the Spirit that softens our hearts. He changes us. We don't change ourselves. Unlike Nike's prod to just do it, we can't. Nope. And I know we've discussed this before, and Kim, I just feel like we can't discuss it enough because this message is, is, is so important because we're all prone to trying and going it alone, and, and I think I can, and, and I can do it. And the title of my book called Sprinkled Clean came from Ezekiel 36, 25 to 27, and I'm going to read that, and I want all of us to listen to how many times our Father speaks in the first person. 
I'll add a little emphasis. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols. I will cleanse you, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. Comment, Miss Kim. Well, Judy, you're right. We all have issues like the, the scripture says, all have sinned. And falling short of the glory of God. And I certainly admit that and know that for sure. And all it took was for you to read about being quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Because I, too, have been quick to speak and slow to hear. It's only by the grace of God that we are able to do the word that he gives us. And I love this, how you emphasize the I will. That gives us so much confidence in knowing that this issue is not about willpower. It's about God's power and what he has promised to do in us. All we have to do is yield through the Holy Spirit with what he wants to do in us. He's still committed to doing the good work in us. So we just have to cooperate with that. But he's the one who's taking on the heavy lifting. And I'm just grateful that he takes that on so that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Amen. I must say, though, Kim, and I'm going to ask you to continue to read the James passage. It's James 1, this time 22 to 25. Mm -hmm. And God calls us to be doers, not just hearers. So if you would read that passage for us. Okay, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. And once again, that was James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. And once again, I'm nailed. I spent two and a half years getting convicted about my crankiness and writing Sprinkled Clean about change to the spirit. And Kim... I can give you so many examples just this week of when I've been impatient and petulant with someone. And it's a tone. Like for me, it's like this indignant tone. So I'm deceiving myself if I don't see my daily need to seek God's forgiveness and his sanctification. I mean, it just is my besetting sin. It, it is it is only squelched by God's grace. Mm -hmm. And so in my world, this passage would read, for she religiously, and I use that term purposely because she religiously prays and studies the word in the morning, and then I go out and ream someone. 
that's how the mirror and then you leave and then you forget what you look at. That's how it would read for me. So, you know, you sit down, you have your quiet time. It's an amazing, just uplifting time with the Lord. And then something happens that is not what Queen Judy wants or expects. And I rip somebody a new head. So can, can you listeners, can you relate to that? And yours, again, may not be anger, but it might be, you know, okay, I'm really going to eat exactly in your spirit and have self-control, which is one of the fruit of spirit, and then guess what? So would yours maybe read, for she religiously prays and studies God's word and then caves to something she's vowed not to eat. She religiously prays and studies God's word and then bails out on her commitment to exercise. I mean, we are all flawed. We are all sinners. We are all weak. And thank God, God's, God's strength is, is manifested in our weakness. But it, it is frustrating, right? You, you, like the verse says, you look in the mirror and then as soon as you turn away, you forget. We are in such need, Kim, of God's grace. Mm-hmm. And, Though we're not justified by our works, let's call that out right now. We're not justified by our works. It's not about being good enough and all that. Anybody doesn't know what that is, it's Ephesians 2, 8, 9. We are called to be doers and not just hearers. In fact, remember those who I know have heard here on Stirring Words, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize, Right. So run that you may obtain the prize. Every athlete exercises what? Self-control in all things. That's my mouth. That's your food. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. I am, uh, but I discipline my body, my mouth, and keep it under control lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified, which means kicked out of the game, Kim. Hmm. So that means my unkind words, my stern tone, and for you listeners, maybe that means your food choices. Maybe that means your lack of movement. So, Kim, talk to me. That's another tough segment from Paul. (laughs) It is, Judy, but you know what? One of the things I'm so grateful for is that the Bible was written for our learning. And how you have to do is really read the book of Judges, and you'll see about the cycles that the Israelites went went through where they would cry out to God, and um, they were in bondage by their enemies, and God would send a deliverer to them, and they'd get delivered. And for a while, they would be with God, and then next thing you know, they'd be back in idolatry again. So if you really want to see that in action and know that you're not alone and how much you need God, all you have to do is go back and read the book of Judges because you see that over and over and over again. And you know what? I read a quote many years ago where it says that many of us read books but the Bible is the only book that reads us. Because when we, yeah, when you read the Bible, it will show you, you. (laughs) But you know what? I'm telling you what, it is not a pretty picture. It reads you. It sure does. And it, it really reveals the thoughts and intents of your heart. And sometimes that's hard to look at and be honest with yourself 
about what the Bible is revealing to you. And I know I have been in that position before. And I know one thing that I tell myself is that when I fall and do things that I know are not right, I tell myself, you know what, that's a win, W-I-N. And what that means is why I need a Savior. Because that brings you to that point of saying, I cannot do this of my own. My flesh doesn't want me to walk in the spirit. It does not want me reflecting the image of my dear Savior. But again, it's humility and reminding yourself that you'll never have it all together on this side of heaven, that you're in a, in the flesh, but you know, your spirit man is communicate spirit to spirit with God. So your spirit man is perfect, but your flesh is not. And that's what we have to battle all the time is to walk in the spirit so we do not yield to the lust of the flesh, whether it's in your anger, whether it's in emotional eating for me. But again, it reminds us that that is why we need a Savior all day, every day, so that he can sanctify us to in his wonderful image. So thank you so much, Judy, for bringing this. It is a tough one, though, I have to admit, because we want so much to reflect our dear Savior, in particular to those who don't know Jesus. Right, right, right. I love that. When, why I need a Savior. I mean, that's, yep. and you're right. You know, sometimes I can look back and read other books of the Old Testament and you go, dang, those Israelites, they're faithful one day and wandering the next, and me too. Yeah. Like I said, I, I can't even go a full day, let alone thank you for that. And if you wouldn't mind, I'd like you to read the last piece of James 1, and this is verse 26 and 27. Mm, okay. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart. This person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm bloody again, right? Paul does, you got to give it to Paul. He does not mince words. If anyone thinks she is religious and does not bridle her tongue, this woman's religion is worthless. Mm. His exhortation to bridle our tongue, of course, hits me right in the heart, especially since he was just talking about anger. I mean, he's, he's not talking about bridling your tongue like don't cuss. He's talking about, he's talking about anger. He's setting sins are not that fun. But, again, we all fall short. And so I want to speak directly, again, to our listeners. Could the Spirit be challenging you to bridle your tongue? Maybe maybe you, too, have anger and words. But what about your tongue physically relative to the foods that you eat? I assume we all know, but let's not assume, a bridle is used with horses, one of my favorite things in life, to direct and restrain them. So you put a bridle and reins so that they know which way you want them to go. I found it interesting, some synonyms to bridle when it's used as a verb, not like a noun, this is the thing you put in his mouth, but when it's used as a verb, as it is in the James passage, 
Some synonyms include to check, restrain, govern, master, subdue, repress, and hold back. Master mm-hmm. your tongue. Wow. So, Judas, hold your tongue. Check your anger. Master your mouth, I would add, through the spirit. But again, you listeners, restrain yourself when sweet delectables are dangled under your nose. And, of course, I have to do my little nudge, like at most church gatherings. Hold back when your emotions are screaming for something unhealthy and unhelpful to eat. Govern. You know, when we think of government, it's an interesting time to be thinking of government, but claim your power through his spirit when it's time to exercise and you don't feel like it. You know, back to Kim, um, back to Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Mm-hmm. When he talks about, but but I discipline my body and keep it under control. It's being doers, not just hearers. I want to remind, you know, sort of in closing this passage, to encourage people to remember, you can only, remember what it said in that passage, the, the final phrase, the religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is to keep oneself unstained from the world, unstained from the world. So remember, listeners, you can only keep yourself unstained from the world by surrendering your flesh to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So the next time you're ready to dive into the ditch, and do something stupid or say something stupid, stop, take a deep breath, pray God's word. Take some of these passages, memorize these passages, ladies and gentlemen, and pray these passages. Mm -hmm. Lord, help me to be unstained in this moment. Help me to be unstained by this food that I think I want in the moment. Help me to be unstained by giving me grace right now and keeping my mouth shut. Help me, Lord. Again, back to, I just want to remind you of the amazing passage in Ecclesiastes. And it's Ecclesiastes 36, 25 to 27. I will sprinkle clean water on you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Comments, Miss Kim? I actually, as you were speaking, I thought about the scripture in James and how it compared, um, um, gave us that analogy about looking in the mirror and looking intently and then going away and forgetting what you look like. Well, we need to constantly remind ourselves of what we're seeing, our identity in the Lord, because the scripture that came to my mind was Romans fourteen seventeen, and it talks about the kingdom of God not being eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
And so when we yield to the Holy Spirit, we recognize our identity as the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. And as a result of that, we should experience peace and joy because that naturally follows. When we remember who we are in Christ, we are royal daughters and sons who have joined our father in the family business. And the family business is about saving souls. So when you remind yourself of that high calling that we have in Jesus Christ, then I believe that it makes it easier to realize that, hey, I'm not going in that old direction of that person that I was B.C. before Christ. But I yield myself and I remind myself of who I am. And so for my case, you know, my thing was back in the day, you know, eating an entire Pepperidge Farm coconut cake by myself. And if I'm in the grocery store and I walk past the freezer case and see the cake, I'm not saying I'm not even tempted by by it at all. At the You know, now I'm not. But there was a time back when early days when I might have been. And when I saw the cake, you know, I would say, Kim, that's not you anymore. And remind myself of the person that I desire to be a fit and healthy person with the help of the Lord. So that's one of the things, Judy, I think that is very important when those temptation comes up and our body gets tense and we start wanting to breathe faster and sweat or whatever it is, that body symptoms that come up and the temptation is to go back into that old direction to remind us that that's not me anymore. I might have once did that, but I don't do that anymore. And it's a difference between saying I can't do it, which is something I I talk all the time about or take back your temple, talk with our take back your temples uh, members about because some of them have come from legalistic backgrounds and they'll say, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't eat that. I can't eat that. And I was like, and I'm like, according to whom? Because as an adult, we have an opportunity to choose which direction that we want to go in. And it's not the willpower. It's about God power and reminding ourselves of who I am in Christ. So instead of saying, I can't do it, say, I don't. That's not me anymore. So I think that's something that's so important that helps us in these this issue of being here, not only just being hearers of the word, but doers of the word, because your behavior is always going to line up with the person that you believe that you are. I love that. Thank you, my wise friend. And I love that phrase, that's just not me anymore. And mm-hmm. I'm going to hang on to that one. Amen. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for listeners for being here. We never want to take for granted that anybody's on the other end of the line listening to our podcast. So if you are, thank you. We just pray, and you guys just need to know, Kim and I pray for you. Yes. And Kim and I pray that your heart would be stirred, that your heart would be softened, that God would be doing a work. So I'm going to close in prayer. I'll close in prayer. Gracious Father, to come to you knowing what, who we are, knowing we're broken, knowing that all of us fall short of your glory. Your glory, oh, another conversation for another day. And yet we can commune with you. Not only can we, you want us to. You want us to come to you. And I just pray, Kim, for myself, and for anybody who's hearing these words right now, that by your spirit, 
you would help us to become doers of your word and not just hearers. We are claiming your promise, Lord Jesus, in Ezekiel 36, that you will sprinkle our hearts with clean water. Mm-hmm. That you will transform our prideful, hard-hearted, hard hearts, that you will soften them, soften them in your spirit. Father, every time I read John 12, 24, I am moved and convicted. You, Jesus, the Christ, said, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into earth and dies, it remains alone. Mm-hmm. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Amen. Father, your children want to be fruitful. All of us present in this virtual circle right now want to be filled with the fruit of your spirit. Help us to die that we might become fruitful. And we know we can because you will. Because you will transform us through your spirit. And we are humbly, humbly grateful. And we know this because of Jesus, our one and only Lord and Savior, who came, died, rose again that we might have life. Amen. Amen, sister. What a powerhouse session. Yes, ma'am. It's always great when Judy puts her dirty laundry out there. Okay, <laughs> sister, God willing, let's do this again in a week, shall we? Okay. All right. Yes, indeed. God willing. And I love you very much, sister. Love you big. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Stirring Words. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a session. And please tell your friends about us. If you'd like to dig deeper into this week's message, you can reach Kim at TakeBackYourTemple.com and Judy at HolyHealthClub.com. Until next week, may you be stirred by God's transformative word. 